happily ever after uncensored coming up on the broadcast. Welcome to the broadcast. Today we have a very special episode for you. We have the lovely ladies of the dip.com, right? Which is Kate Ward and Allison Piwarski. I totally butchered your last name, didn't I? <laughs> Honestly, you were very close. Okay. And I'm very used to it. So I'm, I'm so sorry. Totally I feel bad. I feel bad because you guys are like my editors and stuff too. You know. Don't be. And I, I feel like <laughs> You know, <laughs> so um, for those of you guys who don't know the dip, it, I'll let you guys tell you guys talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So we are a brand new female founded site. We launched about uh, six months ago. So we're still very, very new. But um, Allison and myself previously came from Bustle Digital Group and my co-founder as well. So if you've heard of sites like Bustle, Elite Daily, Romper, uh, The Zoe Report, um, you know, a smattering of sites, we were in charge of those. And then um, we decided that we really missed building things and, and we really felt attached to our past with the pop culture. So I come from a background at... Um, um, EW and um, was also just born and raised into loving entertainment, much like I know Allison was as well. And so I felt like kind of returning to the pop culture roots of things. And so we um, we launched a site that is super consumer focused. It's, it's subscription based, which so it's ad free, so you don't have to deal with like you know a bunch of mess messiness on your page. And um, and we have you know community there and um, and a bunch of really interesting conversations and everything. And we'll continue to build it out obviously as we grow. But we also have podcasts too. So Allison and I po uh, host two podcasts. Uh, one is TV Watch Repeat, which is a TV origin story podcast. And Katrina, you were on that a few weeks ago to talk about 90 Day Fiance. It was an awesome episode. So everybody should check but that I out. But I love that podcast anyway. Like, I oh, love, thank you. I love revisiting some of these older, like these like TV shows that like, oh, you haven't, you guys just w did one on um, Ron Order. Oh, Law and Order. Oh, you yeah. did Rock, yeah. or Rock of Love, uh, Law and Order. A little Order. different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you cover the basis. You cover all yes. of it. <laughs> but um, like you did Sex of the City. Like you guys, yeah. like you guys cover all of it. And I love going back and revisiting some of these earlier episodes, these these TV shows that I love, um, you know, that maybe I haven't thought about in a while. You guys did, didn't you guys do um, Happy Endings? Happy mm -hmm. Endings, yeah. And we you learned know. so much from it too. Like we we do all this research into the past of it and, and it's so interesting hearing how these things were made mm -hmm. and and what happens to them, you know, after they're even off the air. So, um, but yeah, so that's been a really fun one for us. And we also have a daily pop culture podcast called Pop Chaser in which you kind of talk about the headlines of the day. And Alice and I just sort of like, um, uh, uh, roast each other basically and then uh we have two other podcasts hot off the mess and um uh bu 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 slut, pig. slut pig podcast yes <laughs> and thank you and then we have too many at this point and we're launching a, a rupaul one shortly as well so, oh my god uh, so oh we have god. a lot going on in audio that people can check out as well so that's that's us I don't, Allison, did i miss anything yeah, I think that's it. And like Kate said, we have a lot of cool features on the site where people can participate in the community that makes it feel a little bit more 
well-rounded and allows people to interact with us as well as other readers, which is, I think, rare. It's like Twitter, but way more fun and not like as toxic. So I always encourage people to come check it out. And like, all you got to do is just talk about your favorite TV shows with people that are like-minded and love it just as much as you. So it is a really fun place to come and hang out and be a pop culture lover. And um, you guys have a lot of content based on for 90 Day Fiance. You have a mm-hmm. lot of, of regular writers that do a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I have done some freelance stuff for mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. on it. And um, but you your regular writers are fantastic and you can get all like the like daily up to date, like fun stuff on it. And um, so so they have uh, jo- they're joining us today and we're going to talk about Happily Ever After. And also Hanakawa is back. Where have I been? Where I don't know. You tell us. Are you? Were you like in a bunker somewhere? Out of space. Yeah. Let's stick with that. With all the all the UFOs, you got to tell us what's going on up there. (laughs) I've actually been secretly tortured by my boss. She had me captive. Um, I'm back though. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah, we had a a guest uh, host fill in for her. Um, So, so I'm excited to have her back. I'm excited to have you guys on and um, let's talk happily ever after. So this is season six. Now we are people who are like in the weeds of 90 day all the time, right? Like we've been involved in the deep, deep, deep trenches of 90 day fiance forever right and you guys are fans and you are involved in that you like read about it you watch all the shows like I don't know how you have time to watch all the tv that you guys do and record about it but somehow I guess sleep isn't something you guys need (laughs) um so you guys watch it but from a different sort of perspective than we do so I want to hear what you guys think um I mean, I, yeah, so I, I, we are, we are, you know, fans of 90, definitely not to the extent of, that you guys are, you guys are incredible the way that you guys are able to deep dive into all this stuff, but, um, but, you know, watching this season and it's interesting looking back to the first, you know, we watched the, the first season when we did our podcast with you, Katrina, looking back for TV watch repeat. And first of all, I think my walk away watching this season is that I do feel like things are getting more and more scripted in a way that it wasn't as, uh, you know, early on, obviously there's always some element of scripting, but I think some of the stuff with like Libby's family and everything has almost gotten like out of control. And number two, I don't think any of these couples are meant to be together at all. And I, <laughs> it's just kind of, honestly, this season is a little depressing because of that, where I feel like there's so many people to dislike this season and I don't know which one I dislike more. And usually I feel like there's something for me to hold on to. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion though. No, that's well, no, that, that, that sort of tracks along with, with what people are, a lot of people are saying it's really boring. Yeah. Um, you know, they, a lot of these couples, we, we literally just saw like five minutes ago on their season. So it's like, I don't, you know, we get really tired of them by the end of the season and it's like, we need a break from them. And we, and there's a, there's a sort of, at least I have seen a general sentiment about bringing consistently bringing back couples over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like bring us fresh couples. One mm-hmm. of the reasons why I liked season eight of, of 90 Day Fiance so much was because there were fresh couples on it, right? Like I wasn't a huge fan of mm-hmm. the, the retreads that we saw out there. I really liked seeing the new couples, Brandon and Julia and Yara and Jovi and whatnot. And then now we're seeing them again immediately. And it's like, okay, Mm. no, we need, but I get why happily ever after exists. It's for that. It's to continue their stories, but 
<sighs> okay. I don't need to see him. And what you said about Lindy's yeah. family is really interesting to me because their shit is completely scripted. It's been mm-hmm. scripted from the beginning. So yeah, I mean, they all get along just fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought the $100,000 ask was a little much. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand that fight. <laughs> I know, but they, just- act, they act like it's a mafia family. Like yeah. they're yeah. sitting on millions and being part of the family business is going to get you, you know, rocket you into to stardom and, and richness. And the way they're clawing over a few hundred dollars yeah. means that they don't have any money. Right, right, right. So <laughs> it's like if she's like, you know, um, I keep forgetting Libby's sister. Is it Which, Elizabeth? Becky. Becky. Becky? Oh, I can't remember. The um, one who like guy. didn't want to split the uh the, the commission mm-hmm. yeah the one she went like crazy over it like yeah. rah, 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 rah. it's like well yeah do you becky sell is, any other houses right you <laughs> look really desperate right now becky is the yeah she's the real estate agent for their their sort of house flipping o- operation so she gets all the listings she buys and sells the houses they need a licensed real estate agent to do this right so now andre is also one of those and then they act like he didn't do this for the exact purpose of joining the family business and having another realtor um i do want to correct something i said on an earlier episode though so i said it was really difficult to get a florida real estate license i have a friend who pointed out to me some classes on groupon for like super super cheap <laughs> so there are apparently ways to do this that isn't very difficult taking class all these classes and stuff there are apparently workarounds that are really cheap and I, I don't know how Andre got his but I just wanted to correct that anyway continue yeah and I mean I'm not a fan of Andre right like I like I watched his his season season five right with um his first season with Libby and I thought he was pretty abhorrent but I gotta say in this like in in the whole fight between him and Libby's family I hate that I'm almost like I mean of course again like it's all scripted but I hate that I am like kind of siding with him where I want to say like you know, Chuck, like, why aren't you establishing what the purpose of bringing him here in the first place is? Like, why Mm -hmm. is it that you bring him here? He thinks he's getting the listing and suddenly it's this big fight breaking out. Like, that doesn't mean like Andre is sketchy and trying to get in front of all this money. It means that Chuck needs to do a much better job of actually (laughs) explaining the, the, you know, what their family business is to this guy. Yeah. I mean, Chuck is really good at like, bringing everybody together so they can start fighting. I use air quotes and then walking out. (laughs) Yeah. He just does like the Homer Simpson, like back into bushes. (laughs) Like I'm not even here. Yeah. Stirs the pot and then runs. (laughs) Like what they should have done. Right. And this is probably the project manager speaking. Is that established (laughs) where he was going to fit in the roles for everyone. Like you brought him on board to shadow. Mm -hmm. Let him know what the hell you want him to do. They're like making them look stupid. Like, oh, you expected to actually do something here. We just need you to right. fix doors. Right. right, exactly. And it's like, well, why even bring them in the first place? And I do think also the way that everybody in this show throws their spouse under the bus for their family, like it, it really upsets me. Like even seeing the way, like Libby always negs Andre too at this point in front of the family. And, you know, even saw it with like, um, you know, Mike, when he's talking to his mom and the way that they're talking about Natalie, and I'm not saying Natalie's great by any means. Either. I mean, they're all terrible, but like, it really, it's just like, oh my God, like all these like mama's boys too, just need to get out of that. I can't take it. His comment with her, when he says to her, he says something about like how, um, you know, 
I told my mom like that, you know, she feels like Natalie feels like she hates her. And my mom just says, well, how can I hate her? I don't even know her. So I guess she's right. And I'm like, that is absolutely the most like passive aggressive thing for the mother to say. And for him to not pick up on that and to just basically be like, yeah, she just doesn't know you, Natalie. It's, oh my God, I was so angered. (laughs) Well, let's move on. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Mike and Natalie. Mike of the aliens. Oh my God, the alien. (laughs) (laughs) So we've seen them now for multiple seasons. It was like we saw their season and then they disappeared for a while, although they did pop up um, in, we saw their airport, we had airport sightings of them when Natalie came to the United States and we just, you know, oh, they're filming and da da da. And then all of a sudden now they're back and they're in our faces all the time. Mm -hmm. So, so people who were, it's, we asked for this, right? Like we, we were wondering what happened to them and now, TLC now we get it <laughs> yeah and they're I mean they're just they're they're just so depressing to watch and 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 I just said the mother the mother thing it's like again like also like Natalie's a vegetarian and that's like the big problem where it's like oh my god I'm gonna have to like go out of my way to help her out or whatever it's not that crazy that you're gonna it's have not. a vegetarian option at dinner like it's not that crazy and the way that they just they speak about her is wild to me so um, I'm always tending to be on Natalie's side just because like, she is so like in this world which she doesn't necessarily feel like she belongs and nobody's supporting her now granted they're both toxic and they should definitely just not be together right who should have apologized at the dinner when um he said that she was harsh and that's basically why he hasn't been introduced to any of she hasn't been introduced to any of his friends and then she apologized to him and then she made the comment of like well maybe they your friends shouldn't send nude photos to you (laughs) and then and then he stormed out through a tantrum and then she went up to him and apologized. And I was like, girl, like, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> she had promise that she keeps, she keeps bringing things up that happens yes. in the past. You know, yes. they tell you when, I don't know, somewhere, books, Conflict counseling, management, somewhere. not to bring up things you've already resolved. Yeah. And so when you have a fight with your husband, you're like, hold on, let me go get the trailer of shit. I yelled at you already for. <laughs> And start slamming it at him. Like, was he wrong yeah. to just leave? Yes. Like, that's not. He I, literally just went home. That's I'm not like, good conflict mail. I'm so confused. <laughs> what? How much time has passed? <laughs> yeah, the conflict management. Well, speaking of time, I was thinking about that when I was watching um, last Sunday's episode. And when Angela was finally going into her surgery and she got to LA in the first episode and she was like my surgery's in two days and i'm like how long is this dragging on for (laughs) they're really trying to make a story yeah days they're trying yeah they 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 don't have any other content for her because michael's not here right so they're just trying to give it like the angela show and i will say like i enjoy the angela show like she is uh, she is somebody who knows how to turn it on but i was like my jaw was on the ground when she said that and i was like i must have like pressed just like like I must have not been thinking and then I was like no I'm I'm right I'm accurate this is accurate <laughs> been two do days. you know if Michael is going to come back by the end of the season or the whole season he's out we don't know we don't know because I mean, that's what, that would be an his... interesting casting choice if if he's not coming back that would seem like like why would they choose them then right to, you know because they, a they bring in together. views people will watch Angela just be Angela yeah. for yeah. a half an hour Mm. Well, um, and like when they brought Angela, when they brought her back the first, well, the one of the, one of the seasons would the season where Michael ended up getting his visa denied, they, mm-hmm. they didn't know that was going to happen. 
Um, and the, so I think that they were, my sources had told me at the time that they, they were hoping that he would get here. And when he didn't, then, you know, they had to figure out what else. Yeah. And, and we don't, you know, so then they, but then they kept bringing him on and on. Right. So, and bringing Angela over there and doing all of this other stuff, but like Hanakawa said, yeah, she brings in views. We don't know if he's going to get the spouse visa. I don't know where they are in the process of applying for it. But now with changes in immigration policy, he may have a better chance. Now, I don't know, you know, and I'm, I'm not getting political. It's just that the policies are changing and he was denied based on fraud, you know, allegations or or thoughts or whatever. And so, I mean, it just, it totally depends, I think. Do you think they're in it for the long haul? Their marriage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I, I go back and forth with them because I think they, I think Michael really loves her. Like, I mm-hmm. think it started as not really love, but then like it became love. Like mm-hmm. he, he found somebody he could tolerate and then he ended up like fa- actually like falling for her in in a certain way. Like he can put up with her on the limited basis that he has to, like he puts up with her on the phone and stuff. He doesn't have to see her that much. He does whatever he goes and gets the BJ for real and all of whatever else he's doing. Um, and then, you know, he has to, you know, be the, the lovely and supportive husband, but he does seem like he really loves her. So I'm wondering, like, if they ever do get to spend time together, like, will he be able to put up with her for the long haul? Or is he in it till she dies? And then, or like, what, or is he going to just get his green card and bounce? Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely a big personality to have to be with, you know, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but it seems like she calls, he answers. That's true. Yeah, he is at her beck and call. So if he can handle like that, I think he'll probably be, he'll probably be fine. I think she'll probably calm down once he's there Mm -hmm. and she can see what he's doing every day, (laughs) every hour and every day. I think she overall has a better attitude towards the marriage than somebody like a Nicole did, right? Like somebody who feels like, you know, the person's not there at all. And like, you know, what is he doing and all this kind of stuff. Whereas it seems like Angela's just fine in this situation. I mean, I think she would prefer him to be there, but like she seems to be managing pretty well on her own and having that independence to be able to get the surgery and do things that she wants to do. It's almost like watching her in, in, you know, these last few episodes and everything, it almost feels like she's like thriving, getting into this new you know, experience, like being able to get the surgery, doing the things she wants to do while her husband is miles away somewhere else. While also well, kind smoking. Of right. Yes. Oh my God. Well, they, <laughs> they were like, seriously, switch, please. They? <laughs> yeah, they did. Because now, you know, Michael's concerned about her feeling yeah. her new self and going out and po- possibly being um, picked up on non-fateful and, and yeah. getting picked up on, but he was kind of on the flip side. I don't know. They're just kind of, they're just flipping the scripts this time. <laughs> I loved that scene with like her surgeon when he yeah. was like FaceTiming oh, with him and he's like, uh, just not too small. Just that I don't want him too small. <laughs> just oh such my a gosh. man. Such a oh man. man. She's like, say goodbye to the boobies. And I'm like, Oh, that was great. It was just a black screen though. Cause she <laughs> get it so close to her teacher. It's not that bad. It's like doctors can like, they can't really tell. Like I've had a reduction myself. Same. So when he's like, I'm just going to take a pound <laughs> off each and you're, and someone's thinking like, 
wow, a whole pound. I'm like, it's not that much. Really. It's not that much. <laughs> <laughs> you still fill a cup when you're done. So don't worry. Like, and I'm pretty sure Angela will hit up some KFC place to balance things out. So I also they'll love- just come back in a different form. So <laughs> I loved how she, I mean, I know it was for television, but I just love how she tells everybody, Uber drivers, everyone what she's like her plan for life in LA <laughs> right like, like this poor woman and I'm again I'm maybe she was a PA that they like brought in to just like drive her from the airport but she's just like oh well what brings you here and I mean she's like oh I'm getting surgery hey mind if I make a quick call and then has like the most public personal phone call ever <laughs> in the yes. back always of this van I loved it yes yes Um, She's always talking very loud in public places, the store, the doctor's office, kids' school. (laughs) There's nothing nothing quiet about Angela. Oh, no. From her voice to her sunglasses, like nothing is quiet. (laughs) Those sunglasses. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and she is unapologetically her and Mm -hmm. getting this surgery and she's, you know, she's getting all the what she had like a vaginal rejuvenation in one episode, like not on camera, like we knew it from her other stuff or whatever, Mm -hmm. like in a a couple seasons ago, and she's getting like laser treatment on her chest and her face and all these things. And it's like, I'm like, you go girl, like get it all. And she's doing it despite her husband going no I don't I don't really you know what and she's like I want to do what I want to do and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to uh plastic surgery and and you know weight loss surgery and things like that like I'm like you go girl like yeah it's her body let her do what makes her feel good right you yeah know? exactly and that's what she wants to feel confident and I really like appreciated her saying that and not kind of like pulling back or anything when Michael was giving her a tough time for it yeah, it was just like, it was almost non-negotiable. Like usually yeah. in, in these scenes, you'd have, you know, that becomes a whole plot line in itself is like, okay, well, the husband doesn't want it. So now we're going to spend a whole episode trying to figure out whether I should do it or not. And the fact no, that we're going to just spend quicker, four episodes like, of her in an Uber. Beverly <laughs> <laughs> <Really> Hills. Right. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe she did lie to the doctor about smoking, though. That's the one. Oh, that- my God. I know. I was- With the cigarettes in her bra. In her bra. <laughs> <laughs> like, you wonder if what's your responsibility as a cameraman at that point? Like, are you like, wait, yeah, maybe yeah. I should actually tell them that she yeah, did. Like- <laughs> hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection 
at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. Let's talk about Julia and Brandon. Mm. The thing about Julia this this season is so I'm very, very conflicted about her. This is how I felt is because last season she was definitely like the victim and she's being forced to like shovel pig shit on the murder farm. And, you know, the, the whole thing about the, um, the hot tub and, and the sleeping in separate rooms and like all of the stuff. Right. And then, you know, we saw Brandon being a little weenie and like, Oh, it's just a couple of cute animals. And she was like, fuck you. I'm going back Russia. And then, this episode this season we see her kind of flip a little bit we still see brandon being a little weenie but then she is also kind of flipped because we saw her at the tell-all where she was being kind of a judgmental asshole and now we see her and i go back and forth because i'm like oh she just she loves vegas and she loves big city and what did brandon tell her about her you know the expectations of when she came here does she have to live at the murder farm for the rest of her life? Or does she get to go to the big city of Richmond, which <laughs> is not that big. Um, I loved that moment. So when she so, like pulled up and like next to this itty bitty bridal boutique and she's like big city, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> when she went down for the informational. Interview. Yeah. 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 So, so tell me your thoughts on them. So, I mean, I was definitely like you, I, I'm team, team Julia up until I even up until this episode, I feel like my, one of my biggest pet peeves are when, you know, women, well, it sounds like Ramona Singer when women don't support women, but when she was having the conversation with Brandon and Brandon said, well, why don't you go hang out with my friend? And Julia's response to that is like, you never tell me you had a friend. And, and like, I don't trust, I don't trust women. Women are not trustworthy. They're going to just come after you. First of all, it's like also the, is Brandon really the prize that you're you know worried about, but also like, you should be worried about if he's going to be cheating on you, not whether this woman is going to be coming for him. And it's just a huge pet peeve. And I'm sure there's some cultural elements there, but, um, but that just really like rubbed me the wrong way. And then on top of sort of like, I don't know. At this point, it sort of is feels like every scene is sort of the same. And um, and I'm kind of like waning interest on that. I don't know. Allison, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just like don't think I can I, I don't think I'm like really going to conti- continue enjoying watching her shovel pig poop and feed the chickens and all of this and then complain about it. Like that's just like what it is. I actually really did appreciate her informational interview in Richmond. I didn't mean to like bash on Richmond earlier, uh, but <laughs> well, I just, it's not I like a big city though. I mean, right. I, and I'm up there. It's not, a, it's great, but it's not a huge city. <laughs> right. 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 And so then I was kind of like, you know what? She's taking the steps that she needs. And I actually really kind of respected that. And I enjoyed watching her kind of talk about like, wow, I'm not with Brandon right now. Like this is like new for me. And I was like, yes, follow this, do this. I don't know if it's going to actually take her to where she wants, but I mean, the two just have like the communication is just wild. And per your point earlier, like Brandon being a little weenie, like, I think that's just who he is. Mm. We know this, we know him as a little weenie. So (laughs) I kind of am just like, I don't think, I mean, if she, look, maybe they'll move to the big city. The Vegas thing blew my mind because when 
she was like, they've been there for like five minutes. She's like, you love it here. I love it here. We should just move here. <laughs> that was so scripted. I, right? So scripted. I because they, they gave too much of the heading of, oh no, she'll, they'll go to Vegas and she'll want to stay there. And he's so, mm-hmm. you know, pussy whip that he'll stay there and yep. buy a house while they're on vacation. It's like, really? Yeah. Next week, it's like a super scripted too, because they meet up with that friend. And the friend is like, oh my God, all night watching that movie, Brandon. And it's like, <laughs> that, oh yeah, that's what I talk about with my friends. Like with the, my, my right? college dorm friends that I watched Napoleon Dynamite with. I'm like, remember we still have all night watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, like who even brings, and she's got like her boyfriend, I think with her. Yes. She, so it's, like, it's like, a, it's a double date. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, it's so weird. But yeah, like, I mean, how I come I don't know about your out. past? I'm like, right. <laughs> I hope she can branch out. I mean, I think the best thing for them, obviously, would be to leave the farm and just to get their own place. It doesn't even have to be far, but like, I think that it's good. She's never going to be happy while they're living under his parents' roof. I don't know if he's ever going to be happy not living with his mother. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that like, if they want to last, and I don't know if that's like for the best, (laughs) <laughs> then it need they got to get out. They've got to get out. And I mean, hopefully she'll be able to pursue. I thought like, I mean, it was all very valid with what he was saying is like, I mean, I'm licensed here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, st- we're staying here. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's no reason that she can't like work at a bridal boutique or, you know, start paying her dues. And she seems to be ready for that. But I don't know how, if she's just saying that, you know, she's like, I want to start from the bottom. And I'm like, well, you're getting paid by TLC. And (laughs) (laughs) that's not accurate, but okay. (laughs) But again, like the, the mother son dynamics, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so like Ed Gein, you know, (laughs) like it feels so creepy at this point. Like they have to, they have like, these men have to be, they have to separate from their mothers. It's, it's too creepy. Speaking of mother-son dynamics, um, I'm going to break from Happily Ever After for a minute and talk about Colty and his mother, Debbie, because we got Colty news today over the weekend. I'm not sure when it came out, but Colty has married Vanessa. So he revealed at the tell-all for the for the single life that he and Vanessa secretly got married in February. And um, I believe I, I saw it on Starcasm is like the independent verification that they actually did get married. So it's not just him saying it. Um, thoughts? Do you know? I mean, for you, I know you guys know Colty. So. <laughs> you can't not know Colty. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen, I know you've seen these movies where like there's two characters that are kids that grow up in high school, they're best friends. They both know each other or like not really their goal end game, but they make a pact to like, hey, if nobody else wants us in life, we'll get married. I feel like this is Colton (laughs) Vanessa. Absolutely, yeah. They both got to the end. She's like, look, I'm not going to be fertile anymore. And he's like, well, I guess I should go with what my mom will actually accept at this point. And boom. Well, plus what we know, what, like how he kind of reveals this like today, actually, right. He sits, (laughs) he sits her down and says, meet wifey number two. And like, I don't know that if I, I don't know that that's how I'd introduce my new wife to people. (laughs) Wifey number two, no name, no nothing, just she, and she is the second one. You know, it's like thing number one, thing number two, wifey number two. Right. Well, it's better than um, Garrick on Seeking Sister Wife, where he talks about large wife and small wife. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh. Like thinking of the mom stuff, like he didn't tell his mom about this. So like, I feel like, is this him just trying to set up a future 
episode for him to have a spinoff to for the fallout that surely is to come from that there, i don't think there's going to be any fallout because i think that because vanessa so like when they showed when they introduced vanessa a couple seasons ago on like happily ever after or whatever and then they were like oh yeah she's taking care of the cats she'd actually been living there for quite a mm. significant period of time she and colt had been like on and off and they've been on and off since then right mm. and um the, so and and that's the only person debbie has ever liked so she and debbie get along fantastically so i think even if colt surprised her it was his like little burst of independence right like i'm gonna do this without my mom but there wasn't any actual gonna be any real fallout there's no real risk for him because it's somebody that she, that mom likes so mm. he gets to pretend like he's this big independent man when really there was absolutely no risk for him to do it right right oh it's wild there's Could also he... speculation that she's pregnant because he wore a papa bear t-shirt oh in that's interesting post. and then is that a spinoff colty as a dad oh god kate <laughs> let's stop trying to get stop no, giving I'm, ideas i'm not, I'm not I'm... trying to throw this out into the universe please universe don't catch this don't catch it <laughs> oh my god so um yeah i mean i guess i'm thankful to vanessa that she loves him enough to marry him and now we don't have to be subjected to cult dating anymore like we've been seeing on the single life which we're covering over on our patreon with um Miguel of I uh, 90 Day Fiance, I Want My Podcast. Um, he's helping us cover that over on the Patreon if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on that. But we don't have to be subjected to culty anymore, right? Like dating, at least. Right. <laughs> the women of the world and the women of Las Vegas. Rest are- easy. Rest <laughs> easy tonight. Who else do we have on Happily Ever After? So I know Yara and Josie. Oh, yes. oh. wait, Which I'm I sorry. Just, yes. A 30-year-old man doesn't know about breastfeeding in public. This is a man who goes and eats cheeseburgers at an all-you-can-eat buffet at a strip club. And <laughs> with boobies you in his say face. say no more. <laughs> like, and he doesn't know that it's legal to have boobs. He's like, is that legal? Is it legal? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're 30. You're not 12. But he acts 12, right? Yeah, he does. And then his mom even admitted it, right? At the tell-all. She was like, I wanted to shake him because, you know, he's had a bachelor life. Why does he need a bachelor party? He's had a bachelor life, life. for the last seven years. <laughs> right. You know. Do we know what the, because I'm not caught up on what's ahead, but do we know what he's, in the next episode, he says there's something that I need to tell Yara that is going to be very bad news. Do we know what that is? No, but it's probably that, you know, his trip is five weeks instead right. of four weeks. Because, oh. you know, yeah. the way TLC does big bad secrets, it's really generally <laughs> not a big nothing burger. Well, he said it was two months. Which, his next one, yeah. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I mean, but yeah. she, knew, she knew getting into it. Like, yeah, that's, that's fair. You know, I, I mean, will say it's probably not good for, like, as that child grows, I do think that Yara probably should stop, like, negging him in front of the baby <laughs> like the way that she's sort of like oh daddy you don't like daddy do you or like oh you daddy doesn't know what he's doing with you does he it just but that is such a normal dynamic for a new mom i will say this like i have like my kid is 17 now right so back mm-hmm. when i was like in that phase that newborn phase and hannah has been there much more recently than i have but like 
you see it with all of your mom friends, right? There's the moms who like don't want their, you know, they give the kid to their dad to get diapered and the diapers on backwards and this and that. And they just want to have the, the control because they do it better. This mm-hmm. is such a normal common dynamic that I've seen. Um, I was kind of forced into it because my baby daddy was in Korea when I a newborn, so I didn't have to see it and stuff. But, um, you know, that is something that all new parents have to navigate. I don't think that that's a Yara specific issue. Mm-hmm. I, I, def- I definitely was team Yara when you know, they're, they're at lunch and she's all worried about the baby. And he's like, you got to not worry about the baby. Like, dude, the baby's like four weeks old. Yeah. Like the fact that you're out to lunch is, is wow. You know, you tried no, it. At this, yeah. At this point though, it's four days old. Right. Oh my is God. That right. Yeah. Cause old. the mom was commenting on the couch that she was days old and she was shocked. She was, I mean, there's time dilation always happens in TLC, but right. <laughs> I think, I think we she was like in her first week, like they just got home. And what killed it, me was at that lunch when he also, or not at the lunch, I think it was after maybe that lunch lasted like the full hour and a half of, of my discovery plus watch of it. But um, <laughs> when she, I mean, when she says like he was holding the baby and it started and she started to slide off like out of his arms and like, he was like, it's fine. Like, she's going to get hurt. She's a baby. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'll be chill about it when she's like six months, not six hours old. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, the way that he is talking is as if the baby is probably like one or two years old at this point, right? Like it is, there probably is more of a precious time, right? right. <laughs> it's clear that she's when helicoptering. Is learning to walk and right. falls over and bonks their butt when, you know, they're cruising along a coffee table is a different dynamic you than dropping when you're holding her. a baby, a newborn, and you, oh, she slips out of my arms and drops onto the concrete yeah. or wherever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same thing about babies. He's like, oh hurt. no, we could just make another one, y'all. He's trying to like antagonize her by being like helicopter mom, but really she's just being a, a mom to a newborn. And I love yeah. when she said, like, she was like, well, this is what happens when you become a mother. And he, she's like, like duh, has, you don't that have nice moments clicked for you yet clearly <laughs> right and like get used to not finishing a meal when you ever either right. much less when you go out like you know we we ate in shifts like you know yeah. during those first that first year practically because the baby always needed something and the, the baby's timeline about wet diapers and crying and sleep and needing to eat and all that stuff didn't line up properly with our dinner time. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. if we wanted to eat, you know, you, you hand the baby off and you eat with one hand and you just get used to it. It's not going to yeah. last forever. But he's like not thinking of that. Like, cause he's so dead set on like, we didn't get our honeymoon phase. And he's like, I'm sleeping on the couch. And I'm like, bro, you have a a, a child it's like a like, month old yeah like you like just, you just preloaded baby. your honeymoon phase right You're fine but i mean even, even this he's like going to leave for a couple months so right. a lot of his you know emotions are self-centered but he's not thinking like instead of saying i'm gonna miss so much it's i'm not gonna be here to help right you know because yara's gonna have to do it by herself unless she invites mother-in-law over to you know Mm-hmm. To judge her and tell her what she shouldn't shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Plus, what mother in laws are for, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, well, speaking of parents, <laughs> I mean, where are you guys at on like the Kalani Asuelo page? 
<laughs> uh, Guys, I've never seen anything sadder than crying on staged furniture in a furniture store about like, <laughs> uh, that was rough. I was just like, oh. Oh, I mean, I go back and forth on this because so much of their story is scripted, but at the same time, so much of it, like, I, is it's based off of reality, right? It's mm-hmm. based off of who Asuelu is as a person. And and you see in these, like, when they, sh- when they were showing on Bears All and they, you see it sometimes on, on Discovery Plus or whatever, like these unscripted scenes where they're, like, sitting there and they're laughing and he's making his jokes. And you can see, okay, that's what attracted her to him to begin mm. with. Like, there's there's some funny there. He's a funny guy. He can, you know, he can be funny. But then at the same time, they, despite them both being from Samoa, they, they um, were raised completely differently. You right. know, she, she wasn't raised with the same um, values and, and um, patriarchal structure that he right. was raised in on, on the actual islands. So, you know, you put them together and they're, you know, you see glimpses of why they got together to begin with, but it's like, come on, girl, like you deserve better. Like your sister is a much better father to these kids than he is. Thank God for her sister. (laughs) I have a question. And that is, is bringing someone pizza romantic? Because I could go both ways on this. I would definitely. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Anytime you're going to bring me food. I don't care. That's, that's a good, that's a plus in my book. Right. That's what I thought too. I was like, of course, there's romance there. Yeah. (laughs) There's romance on his part, but I mean, like if he's just bringing it home and slamming it on the table. Yeah. I brought you pizza for dinner. It was, it was the leftover plays video or games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually thought that his melt his meltdown felt actually unscripted to me compared to everything else. Because they were sitting there, they were having like kind of a, I mean, it was an awkward conversation about like sex and everything, but it was kind of like lighthearted and had like some funny elements. And then for him to just completely then just like break down, mm-hmm. that felt real to yeah. me. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said like some I feel like the- something was cut out too. Like, mm. it, like the track skipped and all of a sudden he's like, why do you keep bringing up your family? Like, like I was just talking about role playing at sex. Like what? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, had no, I had to rewind. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. How do, do we miss? go from cabana boy to this? Yeah. Well, cause his, her point was my brother brings me pizza. So therefore it is not romantic. Oh, right. So and for that's her, that's her not her down. love language. So yes, yes, for me, right. if you were to bring me pizza, preferably yes. cauliflower crust, vegetarian <laughs> pizza with some protein, then add some protein on the side, you know, like that, if he did that, then that I would be like, okay, I'm yours. Like, let's yeah, it's, it's a gift you and know. act of service. So it's, it's, my, it's my perfect love languages too. Food, food is my love language. So, you know, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> you know, I'd be happy with that, but because it because sh- what it does is it shows that he's thinking about her and her needs, and mm-hmm. I think that's what she needs from him is for him yeah. to understand her and think about her and her needs, and to want to service those needs. And for her, bringing pizza to her was not going to do that, not going to fulfill that underlying issue. You know, she needs him to step up as a father. She needs him to not sleep in his video game room. She needs him to initiate sex, you know, when it's not, you know, the night for sex, I've finished my video game. Well, I'm going to come in and, and boink you and then yeah. I'm gonna go back to my video game. You know, she needs, she needs more from him and no, she wants a relationship and that, not, like they don't have it. Do you think she's expressing that to him? 
not at all. No. <laughs> I'm, I mean, again, it comes back to like the communication. It's just like not there. And I'm like, I mean, I think that conversation about like reinvigorating their sex life, I was like, okay, at least they're talking. Like, because the two of them, like you watch them talk about like, even just like in the beginning of the season, when they were talking about like buying a home and stuff, like you could just tell they're just not on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for that to happen. And I think, look, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to get there, like to that 100%, but I was like, at least you're having, and like you said, it was a little awkward, but like, I'm like, at least you're talking like Mm -hmm. it's progress, but I don't know. Like, I think the thing is, is like what he he is like a big child, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think she feels some resentment towards that because she Mm -hmm. has to be like the adult in the relationship. And like she said, you can't be, it's not romantic and sexual when you're mothering the person. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I, I think that, uh, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if any of that, I mean, I don't, nobody talk, nobody, nobody's communicating properly. I don't no. know why. So but it also wouldn't be a good TV show if they were. If they were, right? Yeah, I don't like, watch the main theme of this show is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it 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 goes back to something that you said earlier, Kate. I think at the beginning is is that you know none of these couples should be together. Um, you you deal with a lot. You're seeing a lot. You know, throughout a lot of these couples, these men and their and their mothers and and but the but the bottom line is it's the spouse is they're not supporting each other right Mm -hmm. like that is sort of the common theme is that they're 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 not backing up their spouse they're not supporting their spouse they're not doing what they need to to support their spouse and and that kind of makes it sad for me because it's like there's nobody to root for like you said and it makes it like I would be okay with these retreads of couples and seeing these couples if if there was something I could root for like oh there's a spark of hope let me you know hope that they but you, you they're just not they're just not getting there and it's like okay like give me give me another you know covid's lifting everything you know people are getting vaccinated people you know if people can go back to filming the um visas are opening again so you you will have those stories to film like let's get back to some fresh couples mm-hmm. um like i want to go back to the days of season two of 90 day fiance which is I, i've mentioned everywhere i can my absolute favorite season right mm-hmm. like let's get back to like what muhammad and danielle mm-hmm. you know that was scripted. Uh. But such drama, right? Like <laughs> it was so entertaining to watch. I watched them on Happily Ever After for two seasons because it was entertaining. This Happily Ever After, I'm like, okay, no, this is just not doing it for yeah. me. Yeah, you do want to root for someone. I mean, the only person I think I'm rooting for is like Tiffany's son. <laughs> oh yeah. God, yeah. Let's talk about so Tiffany cute. and Ronald. <laughs> oh. They were largely invisible from this last episode. I always find interesting which ones they kind of hide each episode. Yeah. So are you team Ronald or team Tiffany here? It's complicated, right? Um, I think that I'm team Tiffany overall. um, But, you know, I could see how it's a complicated situation. Like, I don't know how, like, how this becomes something that you can actually live with on a regular basis. Like having the kids all in, in, in the U.S. and you're in South Africa, it's tough. But, but, you know, I mean, okay, so my heart automatically goes out to Ronald, even though he may be kind of a a deadbeat in a lot of ways. Um, it, you know, the addict in me supports the addict in him, right? But 
I also, so she, she like just. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What appears to spring on him, this, I've canceled the tickets, I'm not coming, you have to get your shit together and do it. It appears that she springs that on him. Now, what we don't know is if they, she's had this conversation with him before about you need to step up, you need to step up, right. you need to step up. And if she finally hit her breaking point with it, it was just like, fuck it, I'm just canceling it all, get your shit together. If she didn't have those conversations with him, like I'm totally team Ronald in that case because he it was sprung on him that suddenly like the expectations on him are different. And she's like, she had this whole conversation with imaginary Ronald in her head. And now she's taking it out on real Ronald and he has no, he doesn't know what happened because he wasn't in those conversations because she didn't really have them with him. She had him with imaginary Ronald. But if she did, in fact, have these conversations with him where she was telling him that she felt overwhelmed and that she's taking on the, you know, the, the lion's share of the load and all this stuff, then I'd be Team Tiffany. So right. I'm a little conflicted. <laughs> and especially because, you know, it is a couple that we haven't seen very much from in the last episode. Like what are, have those conversations happened? And it's hard, mm-hmm. to, it's hard to pick a side when you don't know. Right. He is a good communicator. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I actually respected him like you know they had their moment of like uh heightened emotion on that zoom call uh or whatever it was when when Daniel was showing him his messy bedroom and the headboard but uh then he was like he he came down from it and was like I hear you actually and like you know I appreciate that and I was like well well, look at this. We've got somebody who's like <laughs> able to take a step back for once. Cause I mean, everybody in the, in these shows are, they're so, um, they're so hot headed that they like, they fly off the handle and there's no coming back. And I was actually kind of like, sh- I was a little shocked by it. I was like, well, you know, at least he can kind of like recognize and listen. I think that's like the key word here is like, he's actually listening to what she was saying. Like I have paid for all of these tickets. What have you done? Like, do you hear what I'm doing? And he was like, I do actually. And I was like, well, look, not, I'm not saying this guy's a hero, but I I appreciated it. But it's again, like the bar is set so low on so the show. Low. That, <laughs> <laughs> so like the bare minimum of what should be doing in a, a healthy conflict resolution way. Right. Is- happening and it's like uh you know so let me ask you this like if you if you guys were the marriage counselors for each of these couples what's the one piece of advice you would give each of the couples we'll start with ronald and tiffany uh oh um oh (laughs) well i would say ronald i think it's time that you pay for tickets for daniel and carly and tiffany to come to south africa and you guys need to, you need to talk when you're together that I think like, that's the, just the next step. Okay. My, my advice for everybody is to separate. <laughs> yeah. It's time to ultimately. call spades a spades. It's time to go. Okay. Kate, what, what about you? 
yeah, I mean, like, I think it's the same thing that like, we were kind of talking about, like, like, just like listen to one another. I also think that it's not a contest. And I think sometimes people treat it like a contest of like, I'm doing all these things. What are you doing? And they don't like some, some more of some of maybe the, and I don't really know, cause I'm not in these relationships, but um, some of the softer sides of relationships can go a long way. Like if you were the emotional support, that might not be a tactical thing, but you might be giving a lot on an emotional side where mm. other, another person might be doing a lot of like the fiscal responsibilities. Mm. So like being able to sort of understand it's not a contest and, right. and you know, Keeping back score. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And they are certainly keeping score. Yeah. I mean, I think the only people that I would really have different advice for is I think that like, we've got to get, uh, like Brandon and Julia, like I said earlier out of that house. And then I want to see what happens. Like, that's the problem is in to your point, Katrina earlier, what you were saying is like, we just saw them and then it's just a continuation. And sure. Like I always do wonder what happens after, but I don't want to know what happens after when nothing has changed. So yeah. like, let's put a pin in it. Let's come back in a year when hopefully they've moved out. And then I want to check in with them and see mm-hmm. what's going on when they've, they've started to hopefully build a little bit of an independent life for themselves. But other than that, I mean, I'm going to tell Angela to not smoke cigarettes while her incisions are healing. <laughs> That's my advice. Easier said than done on that one. Probably. I, oh hey, my God. I quitting smoking is hard. Like, but still you got to do it for surgery. Like it's, it's your health here, you know? Right. But I just love when she just was like, like, I can't stop thinking now about a cameraman, just like his eyes widening. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I just love that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably, I, for everybody else, I'm just like, maybe just like, let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. I, Particularly like, Mike, Mike and Natalie. Yeah, think, it's time although, for that one to end. Needs yeah. to end. What was he saying about aliens? He believes, he doesn't believe in God. He believes in aliens. That's right. And yeah. I don't even remember how it came up, but it was like, she was just sitting there again, just like the cameraman in that, Beverly Hills plastic surgeon's office, <laughs> eyes wide. And she's just like, what the fuck am I, have I gotten myself into? She's talking about how important her religion is to her. That's right. And, and- oh, and then the energy thing. It was in that, wait, I, okay. I, I don't want to like start to backtrack too much, but when we were talking about scripted, that woman in the energy shop was oh, yeah. unreal when she was asking about the rings and she's like, so why didn't you get rings? Like, what took you so long? <laughs> and they always, they always feed them some stupid thing to ask them. Right. It's like, I, w- I want you to start. When Natalie proposed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they do. They always feed them. And, and you see it, it. I mean, I think, I don't know if this is just a Matt Sharp thing, but he, um, you see this quite frequently and in much more egregiously on love after lockup when mm-hmm. they're getting in the rings or in the furniture store. Oh yeah, I just got out of prison, you know, or she, you know, whatever. They, they <clears throat> it's much, much bigger there, but you do see it with regularity on 90 day as well. You know, the furniture store, there's always some unsuspecting um, store clerk that mm-hmm. has all these lines. And we have seen it with Mike and Natalie multiple times. <clears throat> I, I look forward to um, seeing more. I'm hoping something actually happens with these people. Um, on Happily Ever After. I, I have not heard anything about any new seasons of any of the other iterations coming on, mm. um, but that is not unusual because TLC likes to spring them on us. 
Um, like yeah, there's going to be like seven on Discovery Plus tomorrow after you yeah, said that. Yeah, they have their whole separate like 90 day world. And yeah, they are starting to put stuff on there. Like um, like there's like the 90 day Caribbean is coming to it that we predicted that I think it was Hannah Kawa that predicted this because she had the intel, not predicted. She got the intel on this. Oh, it's from, because it, what's her name? Casting Becky? Right. Casting Beck, Allison? Brenda. Casting Brenda. Brenda. Brenda, thank you. I'm like, yes. it was work your way through. I'm through all the names. But she always posts like the weirdest, like, are you in a long distance relationship with somebody in the East Coast and you're a supermodel with like <laughs> oddly specific huge assets that likes money and is searching for a sugar daddy? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Which show are we doing? It's not like a Maury thing. Like at the end of Maury, was like, oh do you God. know somebody? Right. That's, that's yeah. exactly what her casting calls sound like. <laughs> Yeah, so she had done this one about a Caribbean store, you know, long distance mm-hmm. love, and that is coming to fruition. We're seeing that. That's going to be on Discovery Plus, I believe. I think there's some 90 Day Fiance in the kitchen that we're going to see. Oh, um, oh yeah, they're all. What our is that favorites like? Are, our favorites are like sharing their favorite recipes or something like that. Which oh. I think people only wanted to see from David and Annie because they. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I'll say I'll watch Annie. For sure. You know, and if she's cooking in bed, even better. That's even that's be- my favorite. If I can get those PJs on my screen while she's cooking something up, I'm done. So yeah. sold. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, and uh my understanding is the family Libby is finally getting their spinoff that they wanted. Okay. Um, that they've been angling for. Um, and <laughs> that I probably will be on Discovery Plus. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, but I just want like good old fashioned OG 90 day of season two, three, whatever, you know, Um, if you guys are interested in my ranking of all of the seasons thus far, um, you can go to the dip.com. I have a link in my Instagram bio to that article. Um, that one was, that was fun. I got to read that was a one. really fun so one. Good. And it's educational and good, great service. It's a great, well, like, cause you need it. There's too many, many these days. You yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say when you, and you say it in the article, but like, it is intimidating to start watching 90 day because you have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. And it, the problem is, is like you ask people and they're like, Oh, watch season three you have to see the red makeup bag moment just watch season three but that oh but like technically if you watch you should watch before the night and you're just like wait what <laughs> so <laughs> this is many. like this is everything you need and it is like the, it is like the perfect guide to like I want to start watching 90 day you know guys my dad semi-recently retired just started getting into 90 day and he's obsessed with it now. So I was telling him this morning, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be on a podcast. And he's like, Oh, well, let me know if you need me to call in because I've got a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Oh my God. I would love like a 65 year old man giving you his thoughts on Julia and Brandon and I would Mom love and Dad. that. Let's bring Father <laughs> Allison on. Yes, I'm all, I'm all for that. Let's do it. He's I'm... just like breezing through because we share a Discovery Plus account, and I'm just watching these things. Just like my for you is just like now it's the single life. He's really into the single life now. 
But I mean, I am curious about a six-year-old man's perspective of that. Yes. Now, to be honest, like yeah. you don't hear that quite often. So. No, you don't. No, this, yeah. this is what's happening. This is where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, we definitely need to set that up. Um, if you guys are interested in reading that article that we were talking about or any of the dips content, go to the dip.com and you can use code frauded by friends for 20% off your subscription. That will all be linked down in the show notes. Um, tell everybody where they can find you guys, Allison. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter, uh, and Instagram, but Twitter is like my more like fun place. Instagram is just photos of my puppy, uh, at Allison Piwo, P-I-W-O. And yeah, we talk a lot about, um, I, I mean, I feel like Kate and I are like our Twitter, our Twitter accounts are very pop culture heavy and we share a lot of our podcasts that we do also there. So, um, you know, you can subscribe to those on uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, but that's TV Watch Repeat is our history of pilots. And then Pop Chaser is our daily uh, pop culture one. So you can listen to those and like and review every podcast you listen to because everybody appreciates it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then again, those will be linked in the show notes. Kate? Uh, I'm at on Twitter at Kate Ward Bustle because I, I have a blue check mark and I I can't I'm gonna lose it if I change my name so I still <laughs> you just need to contact Twitter we I just, talk about I just this need, every single I know, episode, I know. every single time <laughs> I know and then on Instagram I'm at it's Kate Ward um and then yeah everywhere else that Allison said too and there are two Allison Piwarskis so be careful. Cause yeah. I do tag the other one all the time. You do? <laughs> I do. I do. And then I remember and I have to go back and fix it. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And we know you guys know where you can find me and um, Hannah Kawa. And I just want to say a big thank you again for taking your time to join us on this. This has been a fun journey and I would love to have you back on and um, maybe uh, Father Allison will join us on a further (laughs) episode. Yes, you would love it. I just would have to like teach him how to uh, like connect to the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> the hardest hurdle today i was like yeah i mean i don't won't even get i'll spare you guys the details just assume it's all it's as bad as it could be when it comes to technology um, it's been always great doing these katrina and so you've been fun. such an amazing supporter and ally and so we really really appreciate you yeah and, and, and you know. for introducing that i have never watched happily ever after before so like this has been such a joy to like dive into this week <laughs> um and i can't wait to just honestly just keep going now so i'm i'm a very happy camper because I'm always looking for new uh, shows to add to the arsenal. So, because you don't have enough TV to watch, as <laughs> there's it never is. enough. There is the <laughs> limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on a Mean Girls reference, we will end this. Thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, <laughs> this is oh, what the hell? How the hell do I end this show? See, you guys got me all. I, 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 I have no idea. We are the broadcast. That's it, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. 
Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.